What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Slapping Me to Wrestling podcast. I'm Wee Too Deep, and it's uh, it's going to be a laid-back episode. There's, you know, we were coming off of Crown Jewel. We already did the Crown Jewel uh, review show, though, so there's not a lot really to review over the last few days. Not a lot of new news coming out. Uh, over the last two or three days since we've last covered wrestling. And so I had a, you know, a main thing topic that I was going to talk about, but I decided to hold that off. And we, I was going to talk about, you know, tribalism and is tribalism good in, in the fandom of wrestling. I think I'm going to hold that off. And I think, you know, I haven't asked yet, but th- th- this might be a good a good topic for me to bring my brother junkyard James onto the show again. We ha- it's been a while since we had him on. It's been a couple months and I know I plan on having him on in December for the end of the year award show and maybe even have him on before then see if he wants to do that and talk about this idea of tribalism. Cause he um he mentioned in in our Discord and on his sports podcast um of doing like a two on two with me and Wavy D versus him and my friend Cody. I don't necessarily think there's a reason to debate, but I'm fine having him on and having like a a panel of people. Maybe maybe that could just be the topic we can do. That that might be that might be the topic. We're gonna hold that off. See if that's what something that they would like to do. Um, and that could potentially be the, uh, the topic we talk about, um, here in a, in a, in a few weeks, if I can get all of them on. Um, and so with that being said, without me not having a main thing and, and that the full decision of me not to talk about that was because of the amounts of questions. So every Monday morning I get up and I'm like, all right, guys, you got till this time today. Monday to uh, uh, send in your questions, send in your topics, and I I, I leave it to, to to the Discord man and to to give me what I'm talking about. And a lot of times I already have a show planned out just in case I don't get anything. Um, but with with uh, Crown Joel being on Saturday and and doing that review, they're really I haven't really been paying attention the the over the last week to any news there hasn't really been anything exciting for me to really talk about um and so luckily i mean when i say i got a lot of questions we got a lot of questions here and so i decided you know what we're just going to make this an episode where we just do questions from the discord because we got a lot to talk about um these are really good topics um and so um, let's dive in. So let's sort of transition 
And that, that I'm going to transition by saying if you are listening to this podcast and you are not in the Discord, please look at the, the – there's a link in the description of either it's the YouTube video or the podcast network you're in, the episode description. There is a link to join the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast Discord page. Um, we, we come in there. We talk wrestling. You can leave your comments um, and, and questions about the show. And ultimately, that's where you can go to ask questions. Um, and, and it, you know, the larger we grow this audience, um, I want y'all to be active um, and, and to have a say in, in what the show is about. And that's what this whole thing is for me. Is it's having people ask ask questions and to um and that as a way to to start i don't want y'all to think that i'm the end all be all in knowledge when it comes to wrestling because i know very little uh so i i want these questions in these episodes and when i do this segment each week to be a starting point for conversation um if you don't like my take Please let's let's have a, the discussion in the Discord. I'm all for it, right? So with that, we got questions from Kara again. Uh, we got questions from the Witters. Got questions from DJ Wavy D from B Master and uh, Junkyard James. Did did add, did send in some questions and we'll answer those as well. Um, we'll go in order from how they were received, like we always do. So we'll start with Kara's questions. So her first one is, how do you feel about Tony Khan's boring announcements? Um, and also, do you think if Tony had an on-screen character like Vince McMahon did, he would be liked better? So those are two separate questions about Tony Khan. Um, and so let's answer the first one. How do I feel about his announcements? Here's the thing, Tony. When, you, when, when you're starting to be like the little boy who cried wolf. Right, the first time you say, "Oh, we have a big announcement," and it doesn't turn out to be all that important. Okay, we, we, I think we can forgive you for that. But if the next time you claim this big announcement and it's it it, it it's a flop, it's something that could have just been a tweet. Um, then we're going to be like Tony, come on, now, that's twice now. Then when you continuously do it, especially when it happens like three weeks, four weeks in a row, when it's Oh, I got this new announcement. Oh, I got this new announcement. Tony, like like last week, I think it was, we have this new announcement. And all the announcement was, was, oh, tickets for the Wembley show in 2024 when, are going on sale. And that was the announcement. Tony, that could have been a tweet. <laughs> that could have been a tweet, my dude. So it's not necessarily that the announcements are important. Or, or, or boring, it's that Tony makes these things feel more important than they are. Um, that's an important announcement, right? That's a big announcement. But when you come out here and say, I have this grand announcement, right? And all it is is ticket sales going. Tony, that's something you don't promote. You just put that on the show as like a commercial or, hey, as a, a transition from segment to segment. You don't have to promote that, Tony. 
Because the next time you have something that's going to be a big announcement, like say a big signing of a superstar, and you promote it, now people are just going to be like, ah, last time he did this, he just mentioned ticket sales, so I'm not going to care. In the end, you ultimately hurt your own brand. You hurt your own company. Um, so the answer to the second question, though, is if Tony Khan had an on-screen character like Vince McMahon did, will he be liked better? Um... I don't know. That's a that's a, something I've never thought of. I actually think Tony Khan Tony Khan needs to stay off of TV because he's a dork. Let's just be honest. He's dorky. And I can't even imagine what his on-screen sort of game. I, I can't imagine him doing gimmick work because he's just dorky as it is. And I, I feel like he doesn't have that ability to play a gimmick. That That he is who he is and what we see of Tony Khan. I don't think he has... And maybe, maybe this is me just being too harsh. I don't think he has the the brain power to distinguish who he is in real life versus being a character. I think he's playing. I I think his real life uh, persona, who he is in real life, is this sort of gimmick of I, I am an NFL owner and a soccer team owner and a wrestling promoter. And I don't know if he has that ability to switch to play a character, especially I don't think he has it in him to play the Vince McMahon uh, evil boss character. Um, I don't th I don't think he has that ability to play a character. So to me, and I said this from the beginning, Tony Khan needed to stay off of TV. We didn't need the powers that be to be on TV. Tony Khan needed to stay away from having an, and I still believe this, having any on-screen time. Because he, Tony Khan's a dork. And when you have people who are mainstream fans of, of sports, like, like when you look at someone like Vince McMahon, right, and you see this dude who can, who in his 70s, 70s and 80s, he hasn't had his 80s, but who were in his 60s and 70s, was in the gym, go wakes up at 2 a.m. in the morning and goes to the gym and, and works out for two hours and he's pumping weights and the dude looks good. When you see someone like, like you think of like this badass character, right? Tony Khan's not doing that. Tony Khan may be up at 2 a.m., but he's not pump he's not pumping weights. He's he, he's bumping fucking lines of cocaine. He's over there worrying about who, who who the next 70-year-old man he's going to sign. Like, there is a, there's a part of me that believes that Tony Khan's going to forget that he banned Hulk Hogan for life, and Hulk Hogan's going to join AEW at some point. I just... Uh, Tony, when, you, when I look at Vince McMahon, I, I, I saw, like... Eh, yeah, he might. He he's probably a badass. Like I wouldn't want to fuck with Vince McMahon. But when I look at Tony Khan, I, all I see is dork. Right, all all I see is dork, and so I can't even take him seriously in real life, much less in character work. All right, so Kara's second question: uh, We you talk? We talked about Roman. And Cody, the Roman and Cody's booking aspect to WrestleMania. But let's say The Rock is in. How would you book him um, or the story on his road to WrestleMania? See, this is an interesting question. 
and I and I thoroughly enjoy this question because I had things gone the way I initially how I would have done them, we would already be starting the storyline on on last Saturday at Crown Jewel. Because the way I would have done this would have been when the Solo and Jimmy Uso uh, interruption happened in that match. When, when they were coming to interrupt the match to help Roman, right? When that happened, I would have had The Rock's music play. Have him come out and distract Roman. And and that way, LA Knight won the title. And that is how you... See, because to me, LA that's the only way LA Knight winning the title would have made sense. Right? And I would have been fine with it because there would have been story behind it. Because if Rock versus Roman is going to happen, we can't just have a three-month Royal Rumble to mania build. We need something longer. And so I'm kind of on the on the fence of this thing even happening. Um but I would have I would have started it at Crown Jewel had Roman lose the title and then Roman and Rock we could have easily just booked that. You really wouldn't need much of a story other than Roman and the Rock sort of arguing back and forth. With how it happened with Reigns still being champion I don't know how you add The Rock into this storyline to make it make sense. Um, And so it's something that I might need to think a little bit more. What I will say, though, is as much as everyone thinks it's going to be Roman and Cody, I've always said it had to be someone in the family, and I would book Roman versus Solo. And what I would do, so what I would do now, and this is just coming to my head like as I'm talking, what I would do now is I would hold off for Rock and Roman till SummerSlam of next year. Um, Because, like I said, we need a long-term booking. We need long-term storyline. So what I would have is I would have Roman versus Solo at WrestleMania. Um. And we get there. Uh, I'm assuming Roman won't be at Survivor Series based on all the ch- all the chatter and the the rumors. So I'm assuming he'll be back at, at at Rumble. At Rumble, I would have Solo turn on Roman Reigns in his championship match. I would have Solo turn on Roman Reigns during his championship match. Um, Roman still retains the championship, but Solo would will turn after the match. Um, I would then have Solo uh, in the Elimination Chamber match. I won't have Roman at, at Elimination Chamber, but the Elimination Chamber match will be a six-person match. Winner faces Roman Reigns because... Because th- now there's going to be another question about, you know, other than uh, Cody, who do I think will win the Royal Rumble? We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but but my Roy- I think there's only one person, and we'll talk about who that is. So that person will win the Royal Rumble. I don't want to give away my answer to that question too early, right, before we get there. Um, it's actually the next question. Um, um, and then, so that person wins the Royal Rumble. 
and that person's going to face Seth Rollins. So then we need to figure out who's going to face Roman. Well, I would do a six-person elimination chamber, and I would have um, Solo Sokoa win that to face Roman Reigns. I would then at WrestleMania have The Rock interfere and cost Roman the title and have Solo win the title and have it to where The Rock sort of takes over the head of the table. And then we have like the ultimate showdown at, at SummerSlam of, of 2024 between Roman and Rock. And the winner... Um, and this is why I would move. The, the rumor is SummerSlam in Cleveland. That's a bad place to put SummerSlam. Move it back to L.A. If, or, or, or New York or someplace that screams like summer. No one goes to Cleveland in the summer. But the point being, I would then have Roman and Rock at SummerSlam with it having a bigger meaning than the title, but the, t- the actual name of that of head of the table of tribal chief um, with the stipulation that if Roman loses, he has to leave WWE forever. Um, and then we can book that however you want to book it. Um, and so that's how I would book. I don't I see right now. Roman versus rocket mania is a hard, it's hard for me to imagine them just doing like a, a, a two month build. And people actually caring. Um, so let's move on to the questions uh, by the winners. So like I said, his first one was, besides Cody, who are your top three picks to win the men's rumble? I'll give you three answers. But my third one's the only one I think is logical. I think we have to uh, assume LA Knight's in the, in the potential drawing to win the Royal Rumble. So we'll go LA Knight. Um, I think there's a potential that if CM Punk does come back, I think you have to put him in the drawing to win that match, um, to win the Royal Rumble. Um, and so LA Knight, CM Punk, but the only actual answer it's Gunther. Gunther's winning the Royal Rumble. You ca- you can't convince me otherwise. Gunther's winning the Royal Rumble. Um, and he's going to Philly, and he's going to beat Seth Rollins, and I believe he's going to be double champion going into a majority of 2024 where I think he... Uh, I, I think he's going to drop... The, the intercontinental title. I think what they'll do with Gunther, this could be interesting. There, I think that there could be a, a, a actual real chance Gunther double champions and has two matches in Berlin um, where I think he wins and retains the, the world heavyweight but drops the IC. That, that could be a – I think he might drop the IC on the way too. Berlin, but he's definitely going to be world champion heading into Berlin in my in my prediction. Um, and so I think the best way to do that is to have him win Rumble and beat Seth at Mania in Philly 
And hopefully by time we get to Berlin, I guess there's rumors or, or there's like he's on like a a travel restriction because he's trying to get residency in America. So he has to stay in the country for a certain period amount of time, which is why he hasn't been traveling internationally. Um, hopefully by then they can get that cleared up um, and we could see him in Berlin. Um, and that, that would that would be uh, interesting. Uh, but I think that's the only real person to win this. They made him look like a monster last year. Um, I think he's the only one who can win um, in uh, in the Royal in the Royal Rumble. He's the only one to me that makes sense to win the Royal Rumble. Um, if you're, so, Witters then ask uh, if you're booking the show. And House of Black, that's an AEW trios team. Uh, Buddy Ma- Buddy Matthews, Brody King, Malachi Black, and Julia Hart. Um, and B- House of Black wants to come to WWE, but you only have room for two of them, so he's talking of the male superstars. Um, who do you push as your main event star? Who's in the mid card and who gets fired? Right. So of the three men in the group. So first, first things first. He didn't mention Julia Hart, but if House of Black's coming, she's automatically on the roster. She's automatically one of the people, right? Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. Julia Hart's automatically on the roster because that group needs that type of... So first off, in a perfect world, you bring all four of them over and they go against uh, Judgment Day. But that's not going to happen. It's not a perfect world. So let's answer his actual question, though. So who's my main event superstar? Malachi Black. He's going full NXT character. We're bringing him back. Alistair Black redebuts the same NXT gimmick that he he's coming back just like that. And he's going to the, he may not necessarily be like, they're going on a roll because I think he has a better opportunity of facing someone like Seth and winning than facing someone like Roman and, 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 and being taken serious. Right. Um, and so Malachi Black pushed to the moon. Buddy Matthews will be my mid-card superstar. Um, I could see him, you know, in some feuds with the Judgment Day um, and and having a, a good run there, which leaves Brody King on the outside. I just, I don't know a lot about Brody King. With Buddy Matthews and Malachi Black having in uh, WWE experience already, I feel like that's, that gives them that plus because they know what they're looking for. I just, I'm not the biggest fan of Brody King from what I've seen of him. Um, and so, yeah, we're bringing Buddy Matthews. We're bringing Malachi Black and Julia Hart's part of the group. <laughs> um, next question he asks is, the bidding war of 2024 is coming. Do you think MJF makes the jump to WWE or does he stay where he is, where he can be more, where he can be more edgy with him being a little bit more goofy and family friendly recently? I think he's getting ready to make the jump. See it now. Now listen, I never made that connection until I read this question. My question that I've had in my head was why is MJF going and, and playing this baby face character? Um, and doing all this goofy sideshow shit. And then I read this question and the light bulb connects in my head. And it's and it's like it, it, I had that aha moment. I was like, holy fuck. 
MJF is putting in audition tapes right now to WWE. Now, with that being said, I don't think he jumps. Um, I think he's going to, I think Tony Khan is going to offer more money than in the WWE endeavor is willing to offer. And I think ultimately that's going to play a part in where MJF goes. Um, I think he's going to stay with AEW. Uh, I think he, he has more creative control in AEW. I think his, the potential of where he can go is better. I hate to say this, but MJF, I, I don't know if I can see him. We got to take a look at what the roster is going to be at that time. Are we going to see MJF in the main event picture if he takes that jump over? When you got guys like Cody, there's a potential of CM Punk. Roman Reigns is here. LA Knight is here. You got the young guys like Carmelo and Braun Breaker. Um, Randy Orton's on the mend back, right? The, 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 that main event area is tight, and it's full. Gunther. And so adding MJF, there's, there's not enough room for all the fish in the sea. And so someone's going to have to, right? And, but for MJF right now, he he's the fish, and it's a big sea, and he's the only one there. He's getting all the food. I, I think he's staying in AEW because I think Tony Khan's going to offer an ungodly amount of money. I think he's going to be in a place where he feels more comfortable. He can do what he wants to do. He has a little bit more creative control, and ultimately... It, it puts him in a place where he's in the main event and he's not going to really have to fight for time. Um, next question. If you could bring one of these back, who would it be? Sasha Banks or if Strickland or Keith Lee? Um, I, I like to do process of elimination. Swerve's immediately out. I wasn't a big fan of Swerve, to be honest with you. Still not a big fan of Swerve. He's a good wrestler, um, but I'm not really feeling him. Um, I'm not the largest Sasha Banks fan. I'm just not. Um, and a, But a lot of that is is just how she handles herself outside of the ring. I think she's a little bit too over-entitled. Um, but that comes with, with when fame gets to your head, that's what happens, right? She thinks she's a lot better than she actually is. The thing with Keith Lee to me, though, is... He just to me it doesn't seem like Keith Lee has the the motivation to want to better himself. And I don't mean that I don't know him personally. Um but I mean when when he's offered the same thing Gunther was offered, go to in go to the performance center, lose some weight and we'll push you and he decides not to and and would rather be released. I'm sorry. Keith, my dude. I can't feel bad for where he's at in his career right now when he was offered, hey, just work out a little bit, get in shape, right? We see what Gunther got when he did it, right? Gunther was, Gunther came in, was offered the same ultimatum. Hey, we want to push you, but we need you to look, you know, less, you know, we need you to, to look strong and, and, and your size come from, you know, you know, muscle, and we need you to tone down. We need you to work out. We need you to look fit, right? And Keith Lee says no and would rather go to AEW. I, 
I'm fine keeping him there. So my answer is going to be Sasha Banks. Um, because I'm not feeling swerve and I just can't get behind Keith Lee. I just don't understand. I just don't understand how someone like Keith Lee, you were over and they wanted to push you. And all you had to do was go to the PC and, and train for a month and lose weight. I'm sorry. If that was all I had to do to get a, a main event push, I'm working my ass off. If, if if I was getting paid that amount of money with the potential of being world champion on the horizon, I'm, I, I, just, I just don't understand Keith Lee not doing that. And so I'm bringing Sasha back solely for those reasons. Of, I, I personally would bring zero of the three back, but I have to choose one. Um, and so Sasha would be the one. And then a funny question to end the winner section here. Who is more annoying, Judgment Day or Super Sami Zayn? Um, can I say both of them? Because at this point, they, they both are on my level of annoyment uh, about the same. I'm going to go with Sami Zayn here, though, because he serves no purpose now. And he's just, oh, boy, the, the superhero gimmick. This is the, I, I hate it. I hate this idea that we need a superhero, right? Especially someone as dorky as Sami Zayn. I just, yeah. So both of them are annoying, which is, which is sad because it was, it was literally just this past summer where I, I literally titled an episode. I'm, I'm all in on, on the judgment day or something like that. And I, I, but I warned, I warned this past summer, the more they get overexposed to us, the more they're on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT all in the same week, the the quicker we're going to get tired of them. And, and I was right. And, and now I'm tired of them. And they're, they're really starting to feel annoying. And, and, and Raw is part of the reason why I don't watch Raw, to be honest. All right. So we'll move into DJ Wavy D here. Uh, he has five, five, really is like four and a half questions. Uh, it's well, it's, it's six questions, but two of them are on, on the same idea. Um, and so we'll start with this first one. He says with the return of, or with the returns of, uh, Kyrie Sane, Randy Orton and a possible CM Punk and possibly signings of Osprey and MJF. Which current main event or upper mid card talents do you think are going to be lost in the shuffle and lose TV time with these new additions all very close together? Um, this is a legitimate question. I think AJ Styles is gone being on TV. Um, I think there's a very good chance Karrion Cross is gone from TV. Um, but I don't know if everyone loses time because here's what I see. Here's what I see with these with, with these additions. Osprey, MJF, and CM Punk, to me, all feel like mid-card centerpieces. I'm of the Vince Russo booking philosophy that if your mid card is ass, you have an ass show. You need a mid card. Why does SmackDown suck so bad? 
Why does it feel like Roman has no legitimate contenders? Because they're not building nobody. They're not building anybody. We need a mid-card. And so to me, I don't necessarily think anyone that's already main event is going to lose anything. Orton, Orton's going to be that upper mid-card. Punk, MJF, and Osprey. this isn't bad to say you could be the centerpieces of my mid-card. And I think they can, they can do that. I think Punk, Osprey, and MJF, if they all sign, can be the center focus of your mid-card to help build um, people. Osprey will put on matches with Ricochet and, and Cedric Alexander and, and put on banger matches on a, a place like Monday Night Raw, right, where you can have Punk and MJF on SmackDown where they could sit there and 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 run and build a a a, a mid card right um this is just a, an, an aside i know everyone wants the cm punk versus shinsuke match or cm punk versus uh seth rollins match i don't know if anyone's ever thought of this but what if the big payoff match is CM Punk versus Roman Reigns? I feel like that's the biggest match of 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 them all. CM Punk, the biggest free agent ever in wrestling in in the last fifteen years, versus Roman Reigns, who possibly could be the best, the biggest built name since Austin and Rock. You know, we got Cena, right? But you know, in the last decade and a half. We haven't had a bigger name in the mainstream wrestling name other than Rock Cena and Austin. And now we haven't had anyone of, of this level. And so you put the biggest free agent in the last 20 years and probably the biggest name in the last, you know, 20 years. And I feel like that's a bigger dream match than shinsuke or seth versus punk to be completely honest with you um and so i don't necessarily think any uh, these additions will take away time from anyone else um to to be completely honest with you now the addition of carrie saying or Kyrie saying excuse me um that's an interesting one on smackdown Charlotte's not going to lose time. Um, I think this just adds the the potential we're going to get more time out of Bailey and damage control, depending on how the story goes. Um, and so I, I'm interested in it. I don't know who in the women's division is going to lose time because it's not like they get a lot of time anyway. Um. I mean, here recently they have, but I, I don't I don't know with the women's division how Kyrie Sane is going to play in, and who loses time. There's definitely a way you can run these shows though, where you're, where 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 the people on TV don't have to lose TV time. There's ways you could do it. Uh, Wavy D's second question is: You're a big believer of Drew McIntyre leaving WWE and not renewing his contract. I don't think these are I don't think these other promotions are big enough to have the money are big enough or have the money, if only I could read. Uh, I don't think these other promotions are big enough or have the money to sign him. Uh, what are the chances he caves and settles with lower money in WWE or takes lower money and keeps his pride in a lower promotion? 
Um, so I think we have our answer to this. And I, I was just scrolling through Facebook and the rumor from BWE, which I have no idea how trustworthy they are, who, even who they are. But I saw um, on a Facebook group that I'm in that, about wrestling, BWE is reporting that McIntyre has resigned over the weekend. Um, that would be big. That would be big. Um, I can't confirm or deny. I don't have any sources. And so I'm going off of the idea of he's he's a free agent until I hear otherwise from like until I hear WWE announce, yeah, we've re-signed Drew McIntyre. Um, I think he could settle. I I I think your assessment of of the market is exactly right. Drew McIntyre, um, I'll tell you this. He either ends up and stays in WWE or he goes to Impact. The problem with Impact is I don't know if they have the money to sign him. Sammy Callahan has left the company uh, alluding to the idea that, you know, they weren't paying people on time. And so I don't know how that, if that's true or not. Um, I just, uh, I think with the rumors of him resigning, I think he may have resigned. Um, and so I'm, I'm happy for him if he resigned. I just, if he doesn't and, and the rumors are, are wrong, then, uh, I, I think he, he, I think he could go to impact. I don't think AEW is in the plans. I think what he, what he sees is he sees what happens with the big guys that go there and they don't get pushed and they go and they are mid carters and he could just do that in WWE for right. So I just, I think he may cave. I think he may cave and settle or maybe, maybe Endeavor sees that he's worth paying and they pay him what he wants. Um, but the rumors are at as of this moment that he has resigned. Um, so, um, I'm I, again until it gets completely confirmed by somebody in the business that has some credibility, preferably from WWE themselves. Um, then I'm not going to fully believe it, but uh, I could see him resigning. Um, so then he he has like a a question three and a three point five. Um, what are your thoughts on a possible Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny match at WrestleMania? Um, now, this is going to be a major part of the rest of the show. We have this question, and then the next one's about Logan Paul. And then B-Master has asked a question about Logan Paul as well. Um, and so this is going to be a major focus of the, the rest of the show here. Um, my thoughts on a possible Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny match is I'm down with it as long as the title's not in. It can't be for a title. Because um, I, I just don't see what the benefit of a title versus title um, or a, a celebrity versus celebrity title match would do. I just don't see that benefit at Mania. I'm fine with two celebrities at Mania fighting each other um, as long as there's no title in the picture. And his 3.5 is I don't think Logan's reign will be too long, probably to Elimination Chamber or Royal Rumble. Uh, where where Wavy D said he will book Bad Bunny, costing Logan the title to Santos Escobar at Elimination Chamber. Then Logan eliminates Bunny at the Rumble, um, leading to the two clashing at WrestleMania. What are your thoughts on how you would book this? So my initial thoughts, and this is nothing about, I don't know if, 
uh, I don't know if you if you just I'll say this. My initial thoughts are uh, the the events would have to go backwards. Logan would have to eliminate Bunny first at Rumble, and then Bunny cost him the title at Chamber for that to make for for your booking to make sense because it is Rumble first and then Elimination Chamber the month after. Um, I think what we could see um, is definitely this match happen. I think I think the way you booked it works. Have Logan eliminate Bad Bunny, and then have Bad Bunny cost Logan the next month at Chamber a title match, uh, the title against Santos Escobar, where you could then build a Logan versus Bad Bunny match. Um, I, I definitely think that works. I don't really know of any other way you could do it. You can't just have Bunny and, and Logan just randomly show up and have a match. You have to build a story to it. And I think the way you booked it works perfectly fine. Um, his next question is, when does Nick Aldis's character get full control of the show and he becomes more prevalent in the storylines moving forward? Um... I actually think starting this Friday, starting this Friday, as we build towards what I'm assuming will be war games, I guess the rumors are it's going to be war, a war game. It's going to be Survivor Series war games. As we build towards that pay-per-view, that premier live event, I think that uh, the next, the, the, the starting on Friday and building to that and then going in the, in the future after, I think that the the general manager roles will start getting full control and being more prevalent. Um, so I think it's going to be an immediate thing. I'm not quite sure why they would wait any longer. Um, what I think they should do, now that we have actual GMs, I would be very interested in them starting... Um, with another draft and, and sort of re redoing the entire roster and, and having Audis make draft picks and have uh, Pierce have draft picks and have Shawn Michaels have draft picks and get NXT involved. Um, and so I would definitely, that's what I would do. And, and that's how you could fully get involved and, and the, the GM sort of actually managing their shows. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it has to start on Friday. I can't see why they would wait any longer for Aldis to sort of take full control of 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 SmackDown, especially building towards what appears to be Adam Pierce versus Nick Aldis as, like, who, who can be the better GM, right? His fifth question is, who do you think is the rumored mysterious next person joining EO? And Kyrie saying, this is where we get super interesting. This is a great question. Now, as soon as I see saw Kyrie Sane show up, and then you see the rumors of they're not done, they're bringing other people in um, to be with them, I immediately started uh, doing research on Kyrie Sane and EO when they were in stardom or in Japan. Now, I don't remember which one it was off the top of my head right now, 
but either Kyrie or EO were in a, a faction in stardom with two other people on the WWE roster currently. And that, that would be Piper Niven and uh, Blair Davenport or Bea Priestley was her indie name, right? So Blair Davenport and Piper Niven are already there who have history working with Kyrie and EO. Um, I think there's, uh, let me pull up, um, these people here. Um, obviously for the rumors right now though, or Julia, and that's who I really want is Julia to show over, to come over. I don't know if they work together though. Um, there's another person. Give me one second while I pull up this roster. Um, God, I wish I remembered her name. Um, there it is. Momo, Momo Watanabe, I think used to be with, uh, Kyrie Shane in a faction. I could see that. Um, again, Julia, but uh, like I said, if they want to just make it easy, you got, you got Blair Davenport, you got Piper Niven there. Who, and they work together. But then I was thinking, because the rumor was, the sort of uh, thing put out there was um, that it was going to be basically someone from left field. Like, out of left field, something. I, I want to pull up the actual quote real quick. Uh, Fightful has confirmed a Reddit post from WWE leaker Kermit stating that EO and Kyrie will be joined by two more friends, one that no one will see coming, not even their closest ally. And this sort of, you know, jumped to me and said, wait a minute. Sasha Banks. Who was Sasha Banks' best friend before she left? Bailey. What if she joins EO and this is what they mean by no one will see this coming not even their closest ally and so then I was thinking what if it's Sasha now I don't know I don't know this to be true or not um but whatever it is I'm interested to see how it how it goes to be honest with you um, but I just, I don't, I've, I done, I've done, I have done, uh, a, a little bit of research. I think Momo Watanabe could be one of them. There's also, uh, EO's, um, EO's, uh, sister used to, is, is a referee in Japan, used to be a wrestler. Her name was, uh. Mio Mio Sky, I'm not even or Mio Shirai, not even kidding. Um, so it was Eo 
Eo Shirai and Mio Shirai. Um, uh, but it could be her probably, or that could be a, a possibility. Um, I don't even know who else, you know, it could be. Um, so it would be, it's going to be interesting though. Absolutely. Will be interesting. We move into junkyard James's questions. And he asked a silly one to start. Who's hotter, Oscar or Kyrie Sane? Y'all got to stop asking me these questions. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm not the biggest, you know, I'm not attracted to Asian women, to be honest with you. Um, so Wavy D, if you ask him, he'll pick Oscar. Personally, I would probably have to pick Kyrie Sane. But I'm just not all that attracted to Asian women, to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to take a pass on this one. Uh, then my brother asked, uh, "What faction ends first, Judgment Day or Bloodline?" If you know me long enough and you've listened long enough, you know I've been saying for a while that I think WWE moves to a more New Japan style booking with their factions. I don't necessarily think either of these factions will end. I just think we're going to get more people joining and, and people leaving. And I like that style of booking with the factions, right? The Judgment Day can have new members and kick out people and have new leaders and kick out and, and add. And and I think, that fun, I think that's fun. I think that's fun. I think the same thing with the Bloodline. I think Solo can take over. And then you can start how many Fatus and uh, other members of the family aren't in WWE yet. You know, you bring in Jacob Fatu. Um, all the other people that, you know, I know two Samoans just got released from MLW that could come in and you can have a new sort of change of the guard. And eventually the bloodline can just be a Samoan dynasty and anyone who has of Samoan descent could come to WWE and join the bloodline. And, and, and I think that would, that would be fun. That would be really fun. So I don't necessarily think either of these will end. Um, I could be wrong. But I think they're going to go the New Japan style of faction building where they just last for years upon years and new members and, and sort of like how the Bullet Club has been where you get a leader and then they leave and you kick them out and then you get a new leader and then they get kicked out, right? Um, and then B-Master asked a few questions. This is another one about Logan Paul, Bad Bunny. Um, do you think... or If they book this match, do you think the future of WWE will have celebrities defending championships instead of actual wrestlers, I actually do not think we'll get to this point. Um, or at least I hope they don't. I don't have, I don't see the appeal of having celebrities fight celebrities for championships. Um, I don't mind Logan Paul defending championships. I just, I just hope he doesn't do it against an actual celebrity. Um, I think in the case of Bunny and Logan Paul, they can trust both of them to put on a really good show. I don't think we're going to have this run of celebrities in WWE, though. I just don't. And then the last question we'll handle here from B-Master, and, and this will be where we end the show. Um, let's assume you have found a magic lamp, but it only has one wish, and it has to be on wrestling. What do you do with that wish? This is a good good little brain activity here. And I want to know y'all's answers as well to these questions. So what do you do with that wish? Um, 
Ooh, that one's tough because there's a lot of ways you could go here. Um, but I think the way the way I'm gonna go is with the I wish that uh, damn, I don't know which way I want to go with this. Okay, yeah, I think I'll go here. I wish that Eddie Guerrero would not have died as young as he died. I think we could have gotten at least five to seven more years out of Eddie Guerrero. And I think he would have made a very good backstage producer. Um, And so... But you also got to think Eddie dying is also the reason Benoit snapped. And I think if Eddie would not have died, Benoit would not have snapped. And we probably would have had five or seven more years of both of them. Benoit would be a Hall of Famer and would not be thought of badly. Um, Eddie died at 38. Yeah, I I definitely think we could have got at least 10 more years out of Eddie. And you think of all the matches we could have gotten with Eddie. Eddie could have been playing a part in this Ray and Dom story if he was alive. And so, yeah, that would be my wish, that Eddie Guerrero would not have died as early and as young as he did. Um, He's he's solely one of the, the wrestling deaths that... You, you, I don't think we fully understand how much he meant to the industry until you really think about what he gave and what he could, ha- he still had left in him. I think, I think, uh, Eddie, yeah, so I, I would, I would go back in time and say, no, nah, no, nah, no death to Eddie here. And, and, and I think that benefits the industry. Um, a lot. I think I think a lot of things change if Eddie doesn't die in 2005. Um, so I don't want to end you guys on a sad note, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I appreciate these questions. Uh, keep them coming. Um, again, uh, thank y'all for listening. Join the Discord link in the description of the uh, video or podcast network that you're listening in, as well as a link to. The merch site that is slappingmeatwrestling.com. Again, slappingmeatwrestling.com to go get your uh, Slapping Meat Wrestling podcast merchandise. Um, Thanks again for listening. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions. Let me know what you guys um, think of these. And I will see you on the next episode um, tomorrow as we review NXT. Brother, I'm going Run around Hulk Hogan If I like get some moment I'll make sure it's an explosion Cause lately I've been